Hello and welcome to the Product Marketing Experts brought to you by Sharebird. I'm your host, Marcus Andrews, and today we are going to dive deep into working with products. As a PMM, when you join a new company or start working on a new product, the most important first step is to really build a rock solid foundation with your product team. It's the one thing that differentiates us product marketers versus the rest of the marketing team. And it's really, really foundational to succeeding as a PMM. You can be a fabulous marketer, you can know positioning inside and out and still fail as a product marketer if you have issues connecting with your product team. Uh, but building that relationship can be really complicated. It can take time. Uh, and I want to help you figure this out faster. How can you build this relationship and start working with product with your better with your product team? Uh, this includes how can you come together to really think about the future of your products and have more of a seat at the table when it comes to building the product roadmap. To help us figure this all out, I've got a product marketing expert. Dan Laufer is the head of growth and product marketing at Nextdoor, where he is really driving growth and adoption. He has founded his own software company. He has worked really, really closely with product teams over his whole career. So he's sort of the perfect team to kind of come in here and help us out. Uh, Dan, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. All right, Dan, so you're the head of growth and of product marketing. Do you ever get in arguments with yourself about the uh, right approach to, <laughs> to growing the user base? I I don't think they're in conflict. You know, I think the, the best way to grow your product is to create more value for your users and, and make sure they're aware of that value. And that's, I think, pretty core to product marketing and then that, that generates growth. Yeah, absolutely. I guess, you know, I think the, um, the, the people that you typically see in those two roles have different skill sets or almost different personalities too. But um, yeah, if you can combine them into one person, I'm sure that's very valuable. Uh, is that hard? Is that a challenge for you? Or is it just come something that came naturally? Um, you know, I think it's, I, I came from the growth side to the product marketing side. And I think people would tell you, I still have a growth bent to myself. So maybe I'm not an unbiased, you know, source to answer that question. Um, but I do think that the, the, like intuition of working to create value in the product, I think is true on both of those aspects of the business, both in growth and in product marketing. And so I think that's how I'm able to reconcile um, the two roles and really, you know, think of them as united and not, not intention. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Makes sense. So uh, today we're going to talk about product and um, working with the product team. So in my, my first question for you is at Nextdoor, how do you work with the product team? Yeah, so I think we work with the product team. It's interesting because we have very different parts of the business. So we have kind of a consumer-facing, an SMB-facing, um, and kind of an enterprise brand-facing part of the business. And, and so that's, there's some variation there, and there's variation across the teams and the PMMs and the PMs themselves. And so I don't have a one-size-fits-all answer. You know, I think in general, we see ourselves as a very tight partner of the PM, that like every counterpart meets you know, multiple times a week with their PM counterpart. And, uh, and, and really we're a partner in, in all aspects of that product development. And so, uh, but I think you see it most, it's most visible uh, when we're going to market and we're trying to drive adoption of a new product. I think that's where that, that relationship is most visible and evident across your organization. So when you, when you're working with product marketers, you know, if you were to ask some of the the folks on your uh, product teams, uh, where do you add the most value to them or how do you, um, how do you add value to the product org um, overall? Yeah, I think, you know, I think this is where there'll be, a, there's not a one size fits all answer for the entire PMM team next door, but I think 
in general, where like I, I'll answer for myself is I try to lean in and see where where can I be helpful? Where's the gap in in the product thinking that you know the PM just doesn't have the bandwidth to to do? And so um, you know sometimes it's analytical in nature of understanding like where where can we have the most impact with a product. Um, sometimes it's understanding competitive dynamics. Um, sometimes it's understanding you know, we had a conversation just yesterday, uh, we're gonna take a product to market and, you know, I felt an opportunity to flag, okay, this is how we're gonna message it to the consumer and the product experience may not be consistent to that messaging. <laughs> if we agree with this messaging, we probably have to change some of the product experience to make it, <clears throat> make it connect. And so I think the, I don't have like a, an immediate pivot answer because I think it, it really depends on the situation. And, but it, the, the important part is finding that we're not trying to duplicate or we're not trying to butt heads. We're trying to complement one another. And, and that's kind of the, the true North. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And there is a ton of value uh, from product marketers who are able to take that sort of flexible approach and really, you know, fill the gaps where they see either concerns or opportunities uh, because we are a very cross-functional team. You know, we are, we do have like a wide range of skill sets. So I think, um, I think that's good advice and just, you know, being able to uh, see the gaps or see where you can have a big impact or look for issues like, you know, that one you mentioned, um, I think can have a big impact. Is that, did you see it that way? Or is that, you know, totally. that something that your team embraces? Totally. And I think that's how you build trust with their counterpart is that you feel like you're two people rowing in the same direction and yeah. you just are looking at different, you know, different parts of the horizon of like, what are the traps? And the PM is looking out for a set of traps and, and you're looking for different ones. Um, and I think that's, that's how you build a really tight relationship. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, you know, one thing I think that also does as well is that it kind of puts you in the, the PM it's, you know, it's the relationship is, is that you're both trying to advance the product and like the health of the product. And yeah, when you're, when you're both kind of thinking about problems together, it shifts that dynamic. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I think that's how we view it is it's a partnership and, um, and so, you know, how do we, we have a shared North Star goal, you know, like how do we break this down into smaller pieces that we can each, you know, serve more uniquely? Yeah. How do you do that? If, um, you know, I think sometimes I'll hear from PMMs that, you know, they've got uh, uh, maybe a, a product manager with a big personality or, um, you know, just someone who, who takes charge and they kind of get into this relationship where it's almost like the the product marketer is supporting the the PM or, you know, they're, they're like almost their subordinate. Like how, you know, how do you get to that point where you really have that equal partnership on a product? Yeah. I, I think, you know, some, so much of this is personality driven. And so it's hard to give a you know, single answer that, uh, that man, is meaningful to all scenarios. But I think you know, what I can tell you is where, when I started, when I joined next door, you know, my focus was I want to build total expertise on something that then that I can use that to become useful and important to, to the organization. And so for me, it was being like, I knew the numbers, like the growth numbers better than anybody um, in short order. And, and I think that gave me a seat at the table with the PM of, okay, if we're going to make a decision, like I, we, you can't not include this person because this person's going to have so much insight on, yep. on an important dimension. And I think, you know, not every PMM is super analytical. And so understanding the competitive dynamic, or the TAM, you know, there's something that if you have some insight that is just, we cannot go to market or think about even beginning development on a product without that person's insight is how you start to have a co-equal relationship. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think being almost indispensable to your product team is with one given thing is really valuable. When I first joined HubSpot, I came from 
Google where I was working on AdWords and we were launching an ads product. And so I was able to kind of step in and, and say, you know, here, I know the, I know the ads market, I know the ads best practices. And it gave me that, um, you know, I think what you have in, in analytics and in data there, growth data for the team. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's good actionable advice too, because if you can get really, really smart on the persona or the market or totally. something, you can be that, but you can be really valuable to the product team and the whole company really. Totally. And I think, I mean, you mentioned it earlier is that the nature of PMM is so, and you're covering such a breadth of territory within the marketing org and, and interfacing with product is that that is a superpower too, if you do that well. So understanding you know, the roadblocks or, you know, this is what's going to slow us down and taking us to market is its own superpower as well. Yeah, absolutely. Any other, you know, individual. So how about, you know, with, I, I don't know how it is at Nextdoor, but at, you know, at HubSpot, most of the organizations I talk to, um, there's usually like, uh, you know, for every product manager, there's, you know, three or four or five, or sorry, for every product marketing yeah. manager, there's three yeah. or four or five yeah, yeah. PMs, right? Yeah. So we're a more scaled resource. Um, right. How do you, you know, given that, how do you, like, is there any other tricks uh, to building relationships, like, you know, interpersonal relationships, like good relationships with your product team? You know, I think it's, it comes back to just sort of like relationship 101 of, you know, I encourage like all our PMMs and I do this as well to have regular meetings with their, their counterpart product managers. I think it's just one part relationship health and then the other part is just staying in the know, right? I think so, a big part of a PMM's job is to understand what's coming, what are we thinking about? Uh, and in that way, you can be helpful across PMs because I think that's something that not all PMs do themselves, right, is, is kind of cross-functionally sync. And so that's a unique opportunity um, to build that relationship and build that insight as well. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, I think um, the one, my only, tr my only real uh, trick there is that like sometimes I think um, product managers really enjoy the marketing side. And so if they can get involved in some little marketing campaign, you know, like they get to be like in a, they get to be in a case study video or they get to like, you know, put some words in a tagline or something. I think they really love that. Totally. Yeah. And I think, and, and honestly, like, I think is, is we hunger on the marketing side to have a collaborative relationship on product. I think it has to be a two way street. Right. Yeah. And I think the PM has to have that sense of ownership on how we go to market and, and to, to, to expect the, the inverse as well. Yeah. And, and product managers are great at positioning. You know, I've found some of the, like some of our best, um, I guess it's different at every company, how technical your product team is versus like HubSpot. We have a lot of, uh, non-technical product sure. managers who are really smart, um, communications people too. And like they've, they come up with some excellent, excellent positioning cause they know the, uh, the problem and the audience so well, um, you know, they can, they can be really, really valuable, uh, to our work. Totally. I mean, I think it's a mistake if you don't make yes. them an important stakeholder. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. Your, your marketing won't work. You won't, you That's may right. have some nice stuff, but it's just not going to go anywhere if they're not bought in. Right. Yes. So let's talk about the roadmap a little bit. So I think one thing that, um, you know, a lot of people want to figure out with their product teams is like, you know, how, how can they collaborate with them on what's being built? And like we were just talking about, that's important because you do want, um, you know, the story and the messaging, the positioning and the marketing campaign to match up with the product roadmap. But um, just in general, how do you and your team go about partnering with product on the roadmap? Yeah, I mean, I think there's in a next door, we have kind of real defined checkpoints where we start really almost internally company wide debating and discussing what what's going to be built over the next one, two, three, four quarters. So there are natural opportunities, I think, for us to have a real seat at the table. 
Um, but then there's obviously a real iterative component too, where it's ongoing and it, it morphs um, in real time. And so I think I kind of view those as slightly separate, but I think in those, you know, bigger checkpoint moments, you know, it's a real opportunity. We have insights that are different than the product teams, either because of customer feedback that we're getting or an insight about going to market like SEO potential, for example, that it's unlikely a PM is going to have that uh, themselves. So that's kind of an opportunity, I think, to really frame of what, what do we, what do, where would we put our chips? And, and, and also hear from the product team of where are they putting their chips and is there overlap and is there um, a shared vision, you know, which hopefully there is to, to a decent extent. Um, yeah. And then that, that iterative component, I think, again, it, it's, um, th that's where I see it being more hand in hand of like either we're going to, like so right now I'm working with a, with a PM on bringing a product to market and, you know, we're tag teaming, getting customer feedback and, and that's, you know, shaping the, who are we going to target and how are we going to position it? And then what features are we going to prioritize? And that's, that, that has sort of evolved into a very collaborative approach, but I could easily see that in many instances, just the PMM running with it um, and the PM just looking for that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get a little um, tactical about how does that, how do, how do those, um, collaborative meetings on the product work is there a, like is there a device is there like a memo that the product team yeah. shares or do you just go into a meeting and people present yeah. a deck or like i'm curious about yeah. the process of collecting sure. that feedback yeah it's a, it, um, it's a written doc right that everybody can contribute to um, and you, you really just lay out the case for the the what we should work on and, and you make a business case and you know you you can present it on your own of just like, this is the business case for why I want to build X. Um, but usually it's going to be like, you float out the idea and you talk to your counterparts across the organization. Um, and then, and then they kind of push on it and refine it. And then, you know, it becomes a collective living document that, um, that you guys can, you, you press it along as a group and, and make it in a better spot. But there's, there's multiple ideas running in parallel like that. And, and obviously not all of them are going to get funded. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think that's uh, an approach where you're going to get a lot of feedback, but it's also um, actionable and you can, and it can actually turn it into something. So I, I've seen that work for us too. Um, with the, so with the relationship with um, product and product marketing, like, is there a point, is there, is there, is it ever too early for the product marketer to be involved in the product development life cycle? Um, you know, when is the right time for the PM to come in and start working with the product team? So I think it's like the earliest, earliest point when we're considering is kind of alluded to like, are we going to, are we going to build this? Are we going to invest in it? I think there's a great opportunity for product marketers to get involved. Yep. I think there's then a point where it's like, okay, we're going to build it. And, and, and if we already have the feedback baked in, we kind of know what we need to do. We just need to put heads down and build. That's probably a time for the PMM to like check out and do something else. Um, Cause that's sort of just the technical building component. There's obviously some touch points there of, getting early feedback on early product screens and in the flow and thinking about positioning. But I don't think it's as hands-on as in a later phase where it's like, okay, we're, you know, two months away from going to market. Now let's start thinking about our go-to-market plan. Uh, and so I think it's almost like a, a donut hole. You know, it's like on the front you're in, you, know, you kind of step out and then you're back in um, is how I think about it. And then, and then I think beyond there's kind of a real opportunity for the product marketer to really have ownership on, on iterating on how we, you know, there's kind of that go-to-market moment. But then there's how do we get drive ongoing engagement and usage? Uh, and I think that's a great opportunity for product marketing as well. 
Yeah. Are the PMMs on your team aligned to a product or do they kind of travel mm-hmm. along with launches? Do you have, as a PMM, do you have a product for a number of years or, or forever? Or how does that work? Yeah. So, so we align we, some of the product org, which is, uh, which is basically audience based. Um, and so, yeah. so like, as I mentioned, the front end, we have consumer SMB and, and enterprise. And so our PMMs are mapped to the audience. Nice. Um, so uh, I love Nextdoor. It's been really, really interesting, especially lately for like my yeah. community and like where I live. Like it's 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 been awesome actually. There's been a lot of people um, who need help and other people who have been helping them and like handing out masks and getting groceries and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of that organized on Nextdoor. But uh, you guys must have a ton of customer feedback, right? I don't know how many users you have, but yeah. um, I imagine the amount of feedback and data you can get from users and customers is pretty tremendous. Like how does customer feedback or user feedback play a role in that product development process? Yeah. And so I think there's, there's different types, right? There's the kind of uh, we run ongoing NPS surveys. We get, inbound feedback all the time you know app store reviews and then we also have a research team which kind of is more proactive in, in, in reaching out um, and, and and then we also run one-off surveys and, and so i think that that's sort of an ongoing um, it's an ongoing iterative process that, that i don't see it owned uniquely with marketing or product it's sort of you know, across us we should care very deeply um, and and then i think there's some of this iterative feedback where we see where, where are people particularly gravitating to or feeling frustration that and we have to decide, is it worth prioritizing and solving uh, or addressing? And then where I really see it impacting is when we think about net new, of are we going to go build this feature? Are we going to go invest in a meaningful way? That's where we really activate the research team who does a really good job of going and talking to a ton of people and running surveys. And, and obviously both the product team and the marketing team get involved um, during that process as well. Yeah. We're super interesting. Yeah. I think, um, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad to hear that you've got all those different ways of kind of customer feedback coming in and, and making it actionable. I think that's a, a shift that we've seen. I've seen at HubSpot a lot in the last, like, you know, just couple of years is just how much customer feedback we really have at our, our fingertips and we can access and are in different places. And that's, I think that's a sign. I think that's a good, good sign for a company. You know, if, if someone's evaluating a different company or like, you know, trying to learn something about them is like how, big of a role does customer feedback play in that in the whole in the whole company not just the not just the feedback process but really you know everything totally and and i mean i'll say i totally agree that it's also i'll say it's really hard because totally feedback is noisy it's not structured um the noisiest people usually aren't representative so it's really it's really hard and it, it does cause a lot of debates internally of is this something do we divert our roadmap because people are complaining about this we, they're valid complaints. We don't think they're like, but is it, what, what, what are we going to move? What's the benefit by doing it? And, and that's a hard decision to make. That is a hard decision. That is um, part of the challenge of being a, uh, on the product team, I think too. That's the, maybe the benefit of being a PMM is that we don't have to make it those calls as much as uh, individual product managers. But um, uh, yes, customer feedback is wonderful. But um, like you said, I think that term noisy is, is very true too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So, um, one question I had for you is just around the, um, when you have a a disagreement or like an issue, you know, what, um, how do people, 
how do your PM or how do PMMs on your team kind of manage that? You know, like, let's say we were, we're talking about the product roadmap and a product marketer feels super strongly that we should do a certain thing. And there's something else, you know, the, the PM disagrees, like, how do you approach those situations? Um, do you have any advice for people? Yeah. Hypothetically, right? Yeah, that never Hypothetically, happened. right. That's never, I'm sure this has never happened <laughs> yeah. in any. We agree. We agree. 100% <laughs> of that. Yeah. You know, I think it gets back to the earlier point of you need to build the case. Uh, and so it's, whether it's going to be, um, you know, so, so I've had this personally where like, let, let me go build the data argument. And, and sometimes it's hard, right? Because it's, it's a maybe product feature that doesn't exist yet. So it's going to be hard to, to, to get true data points. Um, or, you know, understanding, I think I'm just trying to think through specific instances where there was a, a debate um, that I had with some of the product team of, you know, they made a point of, how useful will this be as a product? Like how much utility will this product drive? And, and generally I agree with that point, but on this specific feature, I actually saw it as a really great marketing tool that maybe didn't have a ton of utility in itself, but it really made it easy for people to understand how to use Nextdoor. And so I think that was a, you know, and then, and then there's other data points too that wasn't the singular like uh, light switch, but I think that was an important of understanding, okay, how are you thinking about this? And why is it that you are more bearish in this than I am? And then that makes it clear, maybe it's because I'm seeing it a different way and I'm weighting different things that you aren't considering. Um, and that's how we can find alignment. And so I think it's either creating a, a business case with some sort of compelling data points, either externally or internally, of, of proof points from other companies, um, or, or understanding that you may be approaching this problem in different ways. And, and that, that actually can be very valid and I think can create a path forward. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I think there was a product that um, was really interesting that the team was launching at HubSpot, but there was this one feature that was just very, very marketable inside the product. You know, we had this kind of um, project management type tool and there was this templates, uh, this this pre-made templates feature that was just like, from a marketing standpoint, it was amazing. We could tell some really, really interesting stories around it. Uh, and that's what I wanted to lead with. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like a question of whether or not they should build this or, you know, or change the development of it. But I said, you know, this, when I see this product, this is really the story here and what I want to lead with. And I think you should put more time and attention on it. Um, and it was just, I think it was a little enlightening to the product team because they're like, oh, no, we didn't even think that much of this feature, but right. you know, it's, it's a utility. And, but now I see, you know, I see your point. So um, that's, I think that's what you're talking about when there's that you know, right. difference exactly. of, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and I think you know, and, and I would imagine a PM may make a valid argument of like only two percent of users use that use that feature. You know, and you're like, yeah, I hear right. you, but yes. sizzle. You know, like that's what people want to talk about, and and that's uh, even if they don't use it, the, the their conviction on it is so high that they can drive a lot of usage on the overall product. Yep. Yeah, I think salespeople are a nice tool there too, or a nice litmus test there too, because okay. you can say, you know, they will know, right? They'll be like, oh, this is. I don't care if anybody uses. It. You know, this is going to be a tool that, or a feature that's really going to help us sell this. I think the other thing, you know, as we're talking, that comes to mind is it's been effective is is forcing trade offs. I think you know the product might save marketing, and I think it's it's a it's a fair statement of like you don't have to live with the trade offs, right? Like you're forcing it on us, and so taking ownership of some trade offs of let me stack rank. Like I'm telling you, I love this feature. And they're like, okay, well, what feature, other features you love, would you be willing to downvote? Mm -hmm. uh, because that, that makes it more, you're more in it together of saying, okay, like I, I can't have, I recognize I can't have everything that I want. Like we just don't have the resources to fund that. So what are the trade-offs that, that I'm willing to volunteer? Cause that, that can also 
um, shed light on how I'm stack ranking it, which again, if I have a slightly different framework than my product here, then we can start to see you, you get more uh, transparency on how we're kind of stack ranking every single line item and you can find greater overlap that way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's it, at times it can be helpful for the product team too, right? You know, where it's like, well, we know we need to build these 20 things, these 20 features as part of this release. And you can come in and you could say what's well, like, you know, that's great, but you really got to build this one because it's the most, it's, it's extremely marketable and I really, really want it. And that's, and that's also, if you have a good relationship with your product team, you know, I think I, I always feel pretty comfortable coming in and like, if I need to put my thumb on the scale and say like, you know, this is the one thing I really, really want. And if they tell me no, that's fine. But you know, um, that's conversations that we can have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the other, I guess, like just kind of as you iterate on that is, is, is committing to, if you give me this, you know, we said our OKR is X, you know, I feel yep. so good about this when they get X plus 5%, you know, cause I think that's a level of conviction I'll put my name against. Yes. And I think that helps move the, move the ball forward. That's good. That's got to be the, the benefit of being the head of growth and product marketing too, <laughs> yeah. right? You can make yeah. some uh, user yeah. goals. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Awesome. What about um, pricing and packaging? Do you, do your uh, yeah. product teams, how involved are they in that process? Are there ever things that you need to work through on pricing and packaging mm -hmm. um, with the product team? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we have someone who has a lot of expertise and is dedicated exclusively to pricing and packaging. And, and, you know, he joins in kind of at all stages of the product development is worth thinking about this, you know, like how would you price it? Even helping us build a TAM on a lot of these products. Uh, and then all the way downstream of, you know, like in the enterprise side, you know, we're trying to do one-off bespoke products for partners and how should we price it? Um, and then, you know, we're going to bring something to market in two months. So like it runs a whole spectrum of, of how we get involved and, and yeah, product is, hand in glove on that one yeah um i think they're super involved and, and part of it is even some of this is they're they're scoping the cost uh, you know yeah. that, that's an input to the how you're going to price it um and and they're thinking to your earlier point like they also understand the customer and the use cases incredibly well and that has to be an important input to pricing and packaging yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There, you know, it's another, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, they need to be involved and bought in and um, a big part of it, but also it's um, the packaging at least is where I'll usually come in and give them a little more uh, advice just in terms of like, do you really want to launch this feature or can we, can we pull these, you know, five features together into a larger story or do we leave this one right. out or do we promote this one thing above the, you know, that's the right. kind of, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so that, yeah, exactly. That we kind of think of it like the bundling of like the launch itself, right? So like yeah. a little bit more how the, the product is consumed, but how do we go to market with it? And, and I think that's an ongoing debate. And, and that's where, you know, we also partner very tightly with our, our comms team because I think a lot of this is a PR story as well. So just aligning, you know, all the way through how, do you, how are you communicating this to your, your members, your customers, um, and how are you going to take this to external uh, stakeholders like the press is all, all intertwined. Yes. How the product is consumed. I like that. I'm going to steal that from you, Dan. Okay, great. <laughs> um, what is your outlook on um, the product marketing career or the career for product marketing right now? You know, do you think it's a good place for people to be uh, and why? I think there, there's definitely a skill set that is very complementary to a product manager. And I think a great, like the elite PMs can, can think through the whole spectrum, but I think it's hard to think through the, okay, how am I going to get people to use this? Like what's the distribution? Um, how are we going to actually get people to understand this and want this product beyond just the features themselves? 
And I think that's an, it's incredibly valuable. Uh, I think at the end of the day, that's what matters to the business, right? That people actually use it. And I think that's a big part of the product marketer's remit. So I think that it doesn't, couldn't be any more impactful than that. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of, that's sort of when you really do start to take product marketing to another level when, you know, the the positioning and launches and some of the reactive comms work around product is important. But yes, if you can focus a, P, a PMM who's great on adoption and, um, you know, on the second kind of post, post sale and um, expansion, uh, you can really, really get a whole nother side of value out of product marketing. Totally. Uh, my last question for you is just around, you know, structure. Do you have a, do you have a point of view on where product marketing should report into, into product or into marketing? Yeah. Yeah. I've, like I've, I've seen it and heard of it in, in different ways. We report into marketing. I mean, I think it's the, kind of like the, the collaboration, like obviously there's like a, a with PMs themselves is very tight, but I think from beyond that, a lot of the collaboration exists within the marketing org. And so it seems to make sense there, but I don't know that I'm, totally dogmatic about like, I don't think there's like a right or a wrong. I think it's a little bit of the nuance of your organization and what are the objectives and goals for either product marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with that too. There's definitely a case either way, but it's, it's whatever um, is best for your organization and it could totally depend, right? You could have this big, you know, it depends on your, your go to market model and your customer and all of that. Um, Dan, is there anywhere, uh, is there anything you want to tell people about or anywhere people can find you uh, if they want to connect with you? Uh, sure. So I mean, I'm on Twitter at Dan Lawfer and, um, and LinkedIn, I just search Dan Lawfer. Awesome. Cool, Dan. Well, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. There's only one way to take it. And that's hard, man. There's only one way to own it. She want to drown in the city lights. Oh, but it's all right. 